I don't like a lot of change. And, um, you know, growing up, sticking with Gainesville, that's all I knew. Clemson, committed as a 14-year-old, the Dabo Sweeney, that's what I am. Committed to the Houston Texans, the Nat family, Coach OB, Jack, all my teammates. I'm committed here. I don't like a lot of change. So once I, you know, was drafted here, I, you know, set myself that I want to be, I want to be Houston as my, my, my next home. Like Houston is my foundation, is my home. You are locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what you just heard, ladies and gentlemen, was the words of Deshaun Watson talking about how committed he was to the Houston Texans on September 5th, 2020. 18 months later, we're now covering Deshaun Watson's departure to the Cleveland Browns, a trade that went down Friday, one of those shocker moves that came out of left field. Welcome to the Locked On Texan Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode it's brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm John Hickman, joined by Sports Illustrator's Cody Davis. Uh, Cody, not necessarily <laughs> a loss for words. I mean, we knew that the trade had to go down. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about our reaction to the trade. We're going to be breaking down to begin the stages of Nick Casario's press conference, which is what we'll be doing throughout the week is the ramifications of the trade for the Houston Texans. And I know you guys have your thoughts, Cody. I know you have your thoughts as we kind of played around a little bit Thursday evening. And I joked, I said, the trade is going to go down when I'm at work away from my phone. <laughs> and that is exactly what happened of this past Friday. But the Cleveland Browns traded for Deshaun Watson in a trade that I still think is very underwhelming. They did receive their three first-round picks back. And then we also look at what the Houston Texans got back. In return, they got a third-rounder for 2023 and a third-rounder for 2000, uh, second-rounder for 2024, five picks total, three in the next consecutive years. No players are returned well, we're returned in that package. Cody, before I let you take the mic, uh, the floor, I just want to say I think we have to look at the good and the bad of the Deshaun Watson trade and understanding what comes with it. The bad. Yeah. Not getting the additional picks uh, in this year's draft. I One pick mm. for Deshaun this year was underwhelming, to say the least. If totally you're considering agree. not getting a player back as well, the Cleveland Browns uh, was was very desperate for Deshaun, so desperate that they gave him a $230 million hmm. fully guaranteed contract, $80 million bonus from what he originally was making with the Houston Texans. And so uh, I think that's bad. Watson went on the field as a top quarterback in the league. That team Watson waived his clause for was desperate. Uh, especially after creating the mess with their own quarterback, Baker Mayfield, who we talked about last week, and I speculated that maybe the coach and Baker will be a, a good union. I think that trade will be happening soon. 
Uh, I also want to mention that the Browns have two third rounders in this year's draft that the Texans should have been a part, uh, that the Texans should have grabbed in that trade. So just receiving one first rounder for this year, I think it's inexcusable. I think it's also underwhelming. And then when you look at the trade package, uh, Greedy Williams, John Johnson, who you really do not have a solidified safety at this time. Uh, John Johnson could have been good. Originally, there were rumors that Greedy or Denzel Ward would have been a part of the trade. Now, I know a lot of people are very um, pissed off, to say the least, about this trade, Cody. But the good, there is some silver lining in this where we have to give Nick Casario some credit. Now, of course, I'm sure throughout the negotiation process, before the official trade, everything uh, that was discussed maybe had been agreed upon. But for Nick Casario and the rest of the organization, once Cleveland agreed to take on Deshaun Watson's contract for this year, hmm. you consider that a huge win. Uh, frees up a ton of cap space. The Texans now sit at $31 million for this year and over $100 million for next year in cap space. This does give Casario and the front office the opportunity to make some good signings uh, in the second half of free agency, which is something that I speculated before. And I think they were waiting for the second round of free agency and to get this trade done so they can really go out and grab some players. We look at the running back markets on Michelle, Marlon Mack, are two guys that I've written about before for SI Texas. And I think that they would make sense. We talked about running back free agencies a long time ago. Cody and I both mentioned their names. And so I understand not getting a player back that can be, you know, uh, excused by cap space for the Browns this year before you uh, freed up their cap space. So not getting a player back, I get it, makes sense. But not getting a second rounder or one of those third round picks in this year's draft, I think makes this, this trade very inexcusable compared to what Russell Wilson got at the age of 32. You know, John, listeners and viewers, when I take a look at this trade and I'm going to do my hardest to find out how much this came into play, I want to know, and John, this is something that you played around with, I would like to know how much did Deshaun Watson flex that no trade clause to his power. Oh, man. As you just mentioned, giving you a last screw you to the Houston Texans organization. And when you take a look at the departure of Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks, I mean, you're looking at, a situation where both parties were at the point where it was time for them to move move on and yeah and they was working together and we would have saw the same thing happen in atlanta had deshaun watson choose to go to atlanta the falcons was working hand in hand were about to start working hand in hand with matt ryan to put him in the best situation possible um but john Listeners, viewers, you know, when the trade first came out and I'm looking at what the Houston Texans got back in return, I would say for me, I'm not as disappointed because this trade reminds me of the trade package that the Houston Rockets got back in return last year when they departed from James Harden. The reason why I'm bringing that up, I see a lot of similarity here. And John, you you basically hit the nail on the the coffin. Because when you have a lot more draft picks versus getting draft picks and players back, it gives the organization 
more range to rebuild this team in the way they want to. But two and most importantly, John, you already said it, it, it frees up a lot of salary cap space. When you take a look at a guy like Denzel Ward, when you take a look at a guy, if had Deshaun Watson went to the New Orleans Saints, we were hearing rumors that um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who I said, I think it was on Friday's show, who is quickly establishing, establishing himself as one of the top defensive backs in the league, in terms of Chauncey, had him had he been in a trade package for Deshaun Watson, you're looking at a situation where the Houston Texans were going to have to determine whether or not they was going to pay him top dollars next offseason. Now you're looking at a situation where you would have had guys on a one, maybe two-year rental. Since you didn't get no players back in return, and you're talking about young players who have established themselves like a Brian Burns, had he went to Carolina, who established themselves in the league as good players and you know with their first contract you know they would like to have top tier money at their position the houston texans no longer have to worry about that but at the same time i understand it because departing from a james harden and of course in the houston texans case departing from a deshaun watson and in the astros is- case yeah. <laughs> but that, that was for agency rough, that's a rough rough weekend for the houston texans i mean for the yeah uh, for, for the city of houston in general but and by the way please be sure, be sure to check out our guys over at locked on astros but you know when you take a look at a team like the rockets like the texans and of course i'm gonna keep it more so the texans since we are on locked on texans but in terms of the Texans departed for Deshaun Watson for nothing but draft picks, it makes a little bit more sense because it doesn't matter what players you get back in return. No player, unless it's a Patrick Mahomes or, hell, you go back in time and get a Tom Brady from 2007 or whatever the case might be, no player is going to come close or match the value of what Deshaun Watson is worth on the field. I like this. I like the package that the Houston Texans got it gives them a lot of flexibility John as you mentioned next year they're going to have over two oh, over a hundred million dollars in cash space to play with in free agency if the Texans start looking decent they fix their culture Davis Mills take another step like we're hoping you're looking at a situation where the Texans actually put themselves in a position and we won't have to sit here for the next five to seven years talking about what they got back in return was absolutely nothing for the Houston Texans because in the middle of getting draft capital you have a lot of money and salary cap space to play with but John the one issue matter of fact the major issue that I have with this package you didn't get a second round pick in this year's draft and the fact and this is probably the most scariest part about it your top draft pick in this trade package is just going to be the number 13 overall pick in 2022 very inexcusable uh to your point of getting a player back and worrying about having to play pay that player i'll address that later in the show but i think everybody can agree getting one pick back this year uh, was inexcusable, very lackluster. And I think – I also think that um, if, if I could just be real and honest, them Texans got robbed. I looked at what Russell Wilson got, and I also look, look at the players that was included and the picks that was included. And I only look at – then I look at what the Houston Texans got. You got robbed for a quarterback that's 26 years old, man, and, and – the best part about it is you come off that money, which frees up a lot of money in the next two years. And so 
that is the silver lining that I think more people need to okay understand that's what's going on with this trade, and I get it, but only getting one pick back in return for Deshaun Watson is very inexcusable. Deshaun's going, my New Year's resolution is not sticking to eating healthier thanks to Bilt Bar. I love snacks. And with eating healthier and still loving snacks, you still have to find the middle, the silver lining, just like this trade. What can I eat? What can I not eat that will help me get throughout the day but won't add a lot of calorie intake or carbs? Well, Bill Bar does just that. One thing about it, amazing flavors you can select from, white chocolate cookies and cream. But when I look at the intake, the 130 calories, the 4 grams of sugar, the 4 net carbs, and the 17 grams of protein, and you compare that to a candy bar, which usually carries around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of those nasty, unwanted carbs. Well, uh, Bill Bar wins that 10 times out of 10. Go to Bill.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bill.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On experts are covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Enough time for your morning coffee and your bill bar. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. As we continue here on the Locked On Texas podcast discussing Deshaun Watson's trade, the weekend, and now the press conference. But before I do that, I definitely want to shout out and give some flowers to a couple of guys. Number one, first and foremost, my co-host, Cody Davis. I want to shout out John Crumpler over at the Texan Wire, and I want to shout out Jordan Pun. You guys may know him as Texan Star. Uh, he also works with the Draft Network as well. Three amazing journalists in the city of Houston, three young, amazing journalists in the city of Houston that was working day in, day out, man. Shout out to my boy, John, not just because we share the same name, but uh, I text John on Friday morning, five o'clock in the morning, just was responding to his message. I said, I'm legit tired of covering this. Everybody's tired by Friday, right? We thought it was going to be over and done with. He texts back, dude, I'm in legit... Uh, psychological and physical pain, right? Um, but then text him Friday at 3.35, bruh, he responds back, what a bad trade. Houston got killed. My boy Jordan Bond also felt the same way. But you guys have been doing an amazing job with covering the Houston Texans with the ups and downs. Now we talk about the press conference from Nick Casario. And I think, Cody, this is something that you know you and I both agreed on that we will use throughout the week, maybe another day or so, because there was a lot of gems and important messages from Nick Casario. But in listening to that press conference, I do want to point out one word that stuck with me, and that word is clarity. Hmm. I think for Nick Casario walking into this situation, having to but we're botching the first head coaching hire, having to deal with Deshaun Watson and that and the ramification ramifications for all of that, the blowback for David Cully, um, and how the season went with some of the players he traded for a sign. To hear him say clarity is important. That term was said several times during his opening statement. 
for Nick, I think it's important that people understand this one thing. The future does, for whatever measure folks want to judge it by, does look clear for the Houston Texans. You don't have to worry about Deshaun Watson and that anymore. You free up money for this year's free agency and then next year's free agency. And when we talk about clarity in the future looking clearer, this is the first year where Houston is going to have the first round pick since 2018, I believe, 17. And now you look at the next three years. Oh, no, it was 2019, was it? Yeah, 19 with Titus Howard. Titus Howard. So three years, it, it was three consecutive years with no first round picks. Now you look at a situation where Houston will have two first round picks for the next three years in additional picks after that. But freeing up that amount of money, having those additional picks for Nick Casario and overall having the amount of money that he'd be able to use for next year and the year following is very important for the foundation of Houston. And it does look, the future at least, the future does look clear for the Houston Texans. The one thing that I got got out of it is the fact that Nick Casario was tired. (laughs) Deshaun Watson was tired. The Texans organization was tired. The reporters were tired. Fans was everybody on Aaron Wilson. <laughs> Every yes, please be sure to check up on our friend Aaron Wilson. We might have him on the show in the next couple of days. But I think everybody was just so exhausted on everything that was going on. And like we already knew, once we knew there was going to be no criminal charges brought to Deshaun Watson given his off-field struggles, that was a opportunity that nobody wanted to miss Deshaun and his people and the Houston Texans themselves to get this over with. John, you say the best. Now he's Cleveland Browns problems because yes, they have a top five quarterback in the league, but his issues are not over with. But I say all I just say, when you take a look at the Houston Texans and this goes into what I just talked about in the first segment, this gives them a lot of flexibility. If the next quarterback is unhappy with his current situation, you could flip some of those picks and get that person. Or in any other star player that might demand a trade in the next year or so, because I think that's where this league is also trending. By the way, this also gave to me, even though Lovey Smith didn't want to come out and say it at the NFL Combine, Nick Casario didn't want to come out and say it, but they want to build around Davis Mills. Oh, yeah, And what I like most about them sticking behind Davis Mills so, so much is the point of normally when the team loses their franchise quarterback, it takes them years to find another one. I'm not about to go as far as to say Davis Mills is a franchise quarterback, but they're going to give him an opportunity to prove himself. And like I keep mentioning, if he continues to develop like we are hoping they, they, they would do, that would give them an opportunity to fill other positions that they need. Wide receiver, the the backfield, that defensive line, secondary, whatever the case might be, that's giving them a lot of flexibility to speed up this rebuilding process. And John, another thing that I want to take out this, um, about about Nick Casario's press conference, and it also kind of gives me excited. I kind of trust him knowing that he got nothing more than draft picks. Because one thing he proved last year, him and his scouting team, they're going to work their ass off to make sure that they utilize those draft picks as much 
is possible. And by the way, I also had an opportunity to ask Nick Casario about the sense of urgency because you only got draft picks back. I, I, I had an opportunity to ask Nick Casario whether or not if there's a sense of urgency for him in his scouting department to try to hit on every single one of those additional picks. And this is what he had to say. You guys got back from Cleveland. Is, would there be more of a sense of urgency for you and your scouting department to make sure you guys hit on those picks, especially considering you're trying to match the value of what Deshaun Watson brought in? Yeah, it, I mean, it depends how you define that. Really, it's about just bringing good players into your program because we've talked about this previously. Regardless of how good the player you you think he is in college, they're all essentially starting from scratch. So once they walk in the building, they're back to ground zero. So how quickly do they assimilate your program? How quickly can they get up to speed with what you're going to ask them to do on the football field? How well do they play? So you're not going to force feed a player in a position where maybe he's not quite ready for. So, you know, we take a lot of pride in the work that we put in. I'd say our college scouting staff, those guys, have, you know, they've worked very hard all year. We've had a lot of good discussion, a lot of good dialogue. So our job is to know as many players top to bottom. And as we go to set the board here and position ourselves accordingly, just try to pick good players that we think are going to fit the program that we're trying to build. Good players. Um, that give us an opportunity to have success here moving forward. And the reason why I wanted to play that clip for you guys and the reason why I've been talking about the draft picks, John, we say the Houston Texans got robbed. We say they could have got more back. But it's going to be extremely important on what they do with those draft picks. Nick Casario showed us last year that it doesn't matter where he's picking, he's going to find guys with potential that they can utilize throughout the season. Davis Mills, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan. We, we know how, how pretty good the 2021 draft class was for the Houston Texans. But in order for them to, in hindsight, when we look at this trade five years later, 10 years later, or whatever the case might be, it's going to be extremely critical for them to hit on all of those picks. Yeah, like they should have hit with their second round day when they traded for Freddie DeAndre Hopkins and got David Johnson at second round back. Jonathan Taylor could have been a Houston Texan. I'll, I'll, we will continue with the draft. I'm not another draft with the uh, press conference, but I definitely want to let you guys know about BetOnline.net, baby. It's March Madness. Make some extra money with BetOnline.net. And from all of the latest odds, the contests, and the player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for audio sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is covered uh, as your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Texas your first listen every day. Now make your second to Locked On NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Continuing with the press conference, uh, Cody, that was a question that uh, Nick Casario answered uh, i'll just get right into it uh the question was there were reports out there about getting players back what are your thoughts on not getting some established players back and this is what i wanted to respond to you earlier in the show so it actually makes sense um 
Nick Casario answered this by saying there's always reports out there, right? I would say that other than three first-round picks, I would say probably the rest of it was a little bit of speculation. You just try to look at what makes the most sense. Now go to the stock market here. Not to go to the stock market here, but the market is the market. So whatever the market says, you can't create the market. The market is whatever the market is. You have to take a look and take the information and, okay, whatever the market says it is, that's the market. That's what the market says it is. You can't make up the market. You can't have a market <laughs> and in your own mind, well, it should be X. Well, if it's Y, then it goes back to what we were talking about before. Just find a resolution. What's the solution? We'll see how it goes. But, again, I would say that there wasn't a set number that was important. I think that is completely a lie. And I respected Nick Serio in the last couple of press conferences. And I do want to give him credit for opening up with kind of establishing the fact that, uh, listen, this is football. It's real world problems going on. He mentioned the Ukraine and what's going on overseas with that. Just like not too long ago, he opened up and gave his condolences out. Uh, so there's real world problems going on. I get it, but I think that statement alone is a lie. And I'm not falling for it. Uh, for you to say that only three first-round picks was important to you and not getting a, an established player, player in return is BS. And I'll call them out on that. And I'll tell you why that with your statement earlier about getting a player back, I, I have an issue with that. At some point, Houston is going to have to spend money on the player. Right. And when we look at what the Cleveland Browns or the Atlanta Falcons or any other teams were going to provide, if you were getting a player back, that player that you were going to get back would be an upgrade over a player that you currently have on your roster. I, I truly believe that. And so to say that it wasn't important or a lot of that was speculation, I just think when it all came down to it, you chose betting on yourself, Nick Casario, as a general manager, which is fine compared to betting on the job of another general manager. What I mean by that is you chose freeing up the cap space from Deshaun Watson, which will give you the money to go out there and bring your own free agency in uh, for positions that you value at whatever level you value at compared to bringing in a player, another, another GM drafted. If the contract wasn't going to be taken on for this year, players would have been involved wholeheartedly believe that. But since the Cleveland Browns agreed to free that up by taking that on, and they did a very good job of giving themselves some flexibility by turning his salary, I think, was it $10 million? And the rest was in a sign-in bonus or something like that? Or as incentives? Yeah. I can't remember, but uh, th that's my belief behind that. Because Serio just looked at it and said, you know what? You're giving us money back. Not going to take the players. Give us those picks, and then we'll be able to move on to finally end this saga. And you know what? I'm partially okay with that. If we're going to say Nick Casario is going to be the general manager for the Houston Texans, this is important for him to go out in free agency and bring in players that make sense for this roster. Am I right or wrong? So that's You're fine. right. You got the money for it, but he, he, he better damn well bring in some dogs on this roster. Yeah, I get that, John. But at you, you, but at the same time, you got to take a look at the reality of the situation. And once again, I'm bringing this back to the Houston Rockets side of thing because I covered that trade as well. When you depart from a talent like a Deshaun, like a James Harden, 
by getting draft picks and freeing up your salary cap space, that gives the team more flexibility on how they're going to rebuild the roster. Because look, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, a guy who was rumored to be a part of the trade package, had he went to the New Orleans Saints, the Texans were going to be in a position next year to give him top tier money. And, and you have and, the money for it. But but here's the but here's the issue with that. Are the Texans are going to be a playoff team next next year? Why are you going to risk giving a guy top tier money when you're still going to be winning no more than five, maybe six, seven games at best going into next season? So I, I, I kind of get it from that standpoint. But also, John, and once again, I'm going to find out how much did Deshaun Watson use that no trade clause as a weapon? Because not only did he have to waive it to say, I want to go to that team, he also had to be okay with the package that the Houston Texans were getting back in return. The Texans wanted Kyle Pitts. Deshaun wanted to play with Kyle Pitts. So, of course, he's not going to waive his no trade clause in a deal that would have bring Kyle Pitts here to Houston. I'm wondering how much that actually came into play. Well, so look, look, I like, like I said, I get it. I, I personally wish that they would have gotten established players back, but I understand it because, like I no, mentioned, no, 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 I saw a team down, to, down that plays in Toyota Center did the exact same thing. And one of the guys that the Rockets didn't want to bring back in the deal was your boy. That's 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 the center for for Cleveland right now. Um, what's his name with the big outfit? Jared Allen. Jared Allen. He was due for a contract. Cleveland gave him five years worth, of, I think, $130 million. Why would the Rockets do that when I literally just finished watching them losing their 54th game of the season? It well, doesn't make sense to have that much of your salary cap space taking that much for a player when your team is not very good. To say that, then, if we're worrying about money next year that's going to be spent and comparing that to – if you're not going to be in a position to be competitive, that will be three years in a row that the Texans will not make the playoffs. And then now we got to judge Nick Casario as general manager for not putting Houston in the best place to be competitive and make the playoffs with three-year losing seasons in a row. So that's why I said, like, no, don't get me wrong. Getting the money, freeing that money up is important. I get it. Still disappointed that you did not get a player back. More disappointed that more picks were not involved in this year's draft. When they had two third rounders that you could have gotten one of those, I get it. Not mad necessarily, but now we will judge you moving forward on how you really put this roster together by not being handicapped. Thank you guys for checking out the Locked On Texas for this Monday edition. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Like us on Facebook. We will continue with the press conference. We're going to break that down throughout the week. And everything the Houston Texans do, some players were re-signed and brought in and new free agents faces here in Houston. So we'll get to that later in the week. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. It's over. Deshaun Watson is gone. John, I never would have imagined. Less than what? <laughs> 24 months ago, that man signed an extension. I thought when we'd be covering Deshaun Watson's departure, I'm thinking 10, 12 years from now. We recapping on Super Bowl champions and all that. This is wild. The highlight of his career is being down, being up 24-0. No, nah, the highlight of his career in Houston got to be when the they came game? back against the Buffalo Bills. No, you got to pick a game that they actually won. 
They got to be the game against the Buffalo Bills. But we will reflect on Deshaun Watson's career as a Houston Texan another time. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.